0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk and giving you some strategy about the third Garden of Salvation Raid Challenge. It's in the third encounter in the raid. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at sayno2rage.com. Uh, as with all of my content, it goes everywhere. But if you want to engage with me live in the live environment, sayno2rage.com is the place to do it. Hit and like, subscribe, sharing this with your friends and stuff is a great way of supporting me. So the Garden of Salvation Third Raid Challenge. This one's pretty basic, so I'm going to give you my thoughts on, like, I'm going to tell you what it is, then I'm going to give you the strategy that we used, and then at the end I'm going to kind of give you my review of it and thinking about the future of raid challenges and raids. I kind of want to continue to iterate and add on those ideas that we have for the raids. So what is it? It's pretty, pretty basic. So this is in the third encounter. This is when you're banking and shooting the eyes on the harpy, and then eventually you do your damage phase where the harpy goes shooting down the hallway. So we are at that encounter, third encounter in Garden of Salvation. You basically need to bank 10 motes at a time, and this is going to trip some people up because typically what you do is you kill the minotaur, grab five, and go because you got to get there before the uh, the guys start getting to the tower. So, the pressure is basically right at the beginning uh, to get there early and in transition. So, if you don't one-phase the boss, you gotta do it again. You're gonna kill that first Minotaur and be tempted to go ripping down the hallway. You can't do that. You cannot bank. We used to, we typically would do 5, 10, 10, 5. You need to do 10, 10, 10. You know, three, three times of 10. So, the strategy for this is pretty straightforward. Let me give you the strategy. You actually start the encounter with Enlightenment because... Everybody chains uh, to start it. Well, not everybody, but you should. So, if, if whoever's going to do this this first initial part needs to be part of that initial chain to get enlightenment, you're going to need that. Once you know where the re- the relay is, which is really easy to find, you see the big beam coming down, and you have a Minotaur that one designated person should go ripping down the hallway and defend the relay. You have enlightenment. Now it's kind of annoying cause they don't come out right away. And by the time they do start coming, you start to run out of enlightenment, But you can at least pop their shields. So try to spray and pop their shields, and do that to anybody that you see. Uh, and then that other person comes down with their 10. And now you're in the pocket. Now you're just rotating people. So basically somebody goes down without any motes and defends and then comes back. Now tractor cannon is a huge help here because in the event that something's going slow or something weird happens with ad spawns and your enlightenment timing, sometimes it can get kind of wonky have Tractor Cannon with you. You just stand at the top of the stairs or at the corners there. You can hit those guys with Tractor Cannon and they go flying back. Don't wait until they're sacrificing. Do it early. Like, just knock them back. It's a nice preventative measure. That's especially helpful during transition because you don't have Enlightenment. You're going to go all the way down there to defend it while your guys are transitioning and somebody's grabbing 10 motes because you've already done one phase of damage. When that happens, having somebody go down there with Tractor Cannon is really helpful. I actually use the Black Spindle for damage I know people like Izanagi's. I have an easier time with Spindle. Um, I'm sorry, Whisper. And I use Whisper for damage. And I switched to Tractor Cannon at this point. I went running down and I was knocking the guy's back with Tractor Cannon. That's kind of the main pain point. The initial the initial is not that difficult. You go down, you pop some shields with enlightenment, and then the guy comes down with 10. So, people that 1 phase are going to find this challenge very, very easy. People that 2 phase, you're going to feel a little bit more pressure because you do need to get down there and probably use something like Tractor Cannon to shove them back. I actually love Tractor Cannon in this fight, but I switched to try to get 1 phases down pat with doing more damage. I was doing a lot less damage than everybody else by running Tractor Cannon. So, Tragic cannon is 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 a huge huge help for that transition. If you're if you're doing a two phase, so that's it. That's the strategy. It's, it's it's not that difficult at all. I would have loved to have seen them do something far more significant here. Since you need 30 banked moats to do damage and there's 6 of you, 5 from everybody would have been awesome I think. To make every single person rotate into moat collection would have been far better. I thought the second raid challenge for the second encounter, the one with the teleporters I thought that challenge was really good. It really changed the rhythm of the fight You really have to be on your toes. We got so used to doing it in challenge way going back to the normal way. We actually were 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 playing kind of poorly because we kind of messed up some of the timing because we were used to running the challenge I would have loved to have been like rotating people through that would have been a a a challenge of endurance because that would have taken a way longer Not way longer, but it definitely would have extended the fight a little bit. You're killing the same number of minotaurs, but you're staggering the people that are banking, and it would have put pressure on the people doing eyes. Like, who's rotating into, you know, to doing the eyes? It would have made a really, really good challenge. So, I want to give my review and, you know, thoughts about the future. In general, I think this was a bit of a dud. I was okay with the first challenge being really, really easy. It's the first encounter. There's only so much you could do. I thought the second one was great. This was an opportunity, I think, for them to do a much cooler or much more challenging challenge. Now, here's the dilemma, though, I think that Bungie is faced with when they think about these raid challenges in particular. I think they are trying to strike a balance between slightly challenging and not completely frustrating you because again people will probably just start to give up thinking like all I'm doing is is getting one extra pinnacle drop, that's not that significant, that's not that cool people might start to get a little bit burned out I don't think they should err on the side of, let's just make it easy though, this one was not challenging, there wasn't anything about it that felt like we did anything different, sending one person down to defend the relay is not a challenge, you're not changing the fight, you're not changing the flow of the fight, you're not standing in different positions people aren't changing roles, people aren't doing anything different, even in the one where you don't kill the the, the Cyclops Okay? the first one where you don't kill the Cyclopses, you at least have to change your strategy and where you stand. And in this one, you don't have to do anything different. You send one person down. So it's a bit of a dud. I am disappointed. I feel like they could have done a better job here. I do like challenges that change the flow of the fight. That's why I really, really like the Atheon challenge. I think the Atheon challenge is probably the best challenge uh, in all of Destiny uh, raid challenges. They also need to think about better loot incentive and better stats. We, we, we've said this a lot. So none of this is going to be new, but I really want to restate the fact that when I'm doing aspirational content and doing a quote-unquote challenge, I need the reward to be worth it. And I think they put a little too much stock in the pinnacle grind being like that meaningful. If the pinnacle grind didn't exist, these extra drops would not be that exciting. It's just another chance at another roll on a weapon. And the stat rolls on armor are so consistently unimpressive in the raid Everyone's just kind of, sh- like, justifiably shrugging at raid loot and raid content and I think that's a huge huge bummer because Garden of Salvation I've noticed a change in the vibe of people talking about raiding in Destiny again. They're having fun. People enjoy Garden of Salvation more people are raiding I'm enjoying raiding. I think it's a really really fun raid. I really really enjoy it but the loot is still just not there and it's especially not there when you change your strategy, increase fail rates and and, and you're, you're trying to do challenges and you're not really getting it anything stats alone need looked at I know that I can't expect them to overhaul the weapons the weapons are actually pretty good. They limited the lo- they limited the perk pool on the weapons. So the weapons are not bad, but the stats on the armor need looked at. There needs to be a quality of life update to the raids to give better stats, especially if I'm doing challenge mode. It'd be nice to say, hey, if you do challenge mode, armor that drops has higher stat rolls or give us the choice when we do a challenge between armor and guns. Since we are trying to level and there are so many energy weapons, that would be a nice change as well. I also think the idea of running the raid multiple times to get non-powerfuls would couple very well with a challenge that allows you to pick what you want because you'd be going back in, taking the time to do the challenge, picking the gear that you want, trying to get the rolls that you want because eventually that's essentially essentially what the endgame people are going for. I think it's a bit of a punt to say, well, we're not going to give you the opportunity to run it multiple times uh, for non-powerfuls because, well, then you would get the stats that you want or you'd get the rolls that you want and then you'd quit. That's not true if you stagger the, the extra grind for the plus 10 on you know up to the 60. So that's not true. People would still be trying to come in each week for the powerfuls, for the pinnacles. Um, I guess we should be calling them pinnacles now because most people running the raids aren't getting powerfuls. They're getting pinnacle drops. I would really, really like to see a quality of life pass On this. Now, I don't know what they have planned beyond. Season of the Undying. Do they have raid layers planned? Do they have encounter changes planned for Garden? Those are some of the theories and predictions that I've come up with is that they're not going to do any substantive raid adds but they may do raid layers or encounter raid layer changes to Garden since it is such a big raid with such big encounters that you could kind of change the way things flow and the way things work to give it this feeling of being like, oh it's an actual different raid with a different loot pool. There's only the two kinetics, there's no heavies, so they could add new loot there as well. So, with weapons, I would still think maybe they could do curated rolls that could also pair with the challenges because, you know, that would be a great way of giving you a little bit of an an intentional uh, pursuit of really good versions of the weapons. And the armor drops too, not just with stats. There doesn't seem to be a good... Uh, split on chance here. I still have not gotten Warlock robes, which I think is kind of crazy. I feel like I'm back in the Vault of Glass days where I'm waiting for one piece of armor to drop, and I can't get it to drop. I can, I have not gotten Warlock robes to drop, which is kind of crazy. The gun drop rate is really, really high, and that also could potentially need looked at. So, But that's how you do the, ch- the, the third challenge. I, again, I think this is a good opportunity to talk about philosophy of loot and philosophy of challenge and, and, and what aspirational content and difficulty should look like in Destiny. As always, we're going to move to question and answer. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me at sayno2rage.com. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the third Garden of Salvation Raid Challenge. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at sayno2rage.com. Let's jump right into the question. Flying Mangoes, do you think the final challenge will be banking five modes per player like you hoped it was? I would love to see them do this. I think that would be a better challenge. The third challenge probably should have been this. I don't know what 0 to 100 will be. I'm pretty sure that's the final uh, challenge that's listed. If you go into the Triumphs... Uh, and I think it's in... Is it in Destinations? No, it's a, it's under the... Which one is it under? Shoot! I should have figured this out before I launched it. Here we go. Garden of Salvation. Um, yeah, it is complete. 0 to 100 is the challenge. Um... 0 to 100 could be something to do with rebuilding. It could be something to do with, uh, banking. Um, challenge one, you aren't allowed to kill something. Challenge two, you have to refresh at the same time. And then challenge three is banking. I don't think, um... I don't think you're going to do anything with banking. I, that my my prediction is zero to one hundred challenge is going to have something to do with the rebuilding. Um, whether uh whether we're not allowed to rebuild like at all, and a lot of people already do that, but considering the challenge for the third encounter was so easy, they could easily be like, yeah, you're just not allowed to rebuild. Um, I you know. Combine all the challenges that would be zero to one hundred. Well, you can't combine all the challenges because you don't get enlightenment from tethering. You get enlightenment from banking moats. It's different. Also, so you couldn't combine that one. It wouldn't be possible. One phasing the boss is the challenge would be really, really weird. Um, it it could be it could be that you you. You have to do the Relay Defender strategy, but again, that's what everybody's doing. Um, It might be let all platforms be destroyed and then rebuild 0 to 100. I don't even know how you would know you're doing that. Um, I don't know. I mean... To the top wasn't even... That's not even a good... That's not even a good, you know, hint. And then a link to the chain... Uh, a link to the chain doesn't really clue you in either. I mean, a link to the chain clues you in that it was tethering. Uh, but other than that... I mean, what was the other one? Uh, staying alive. Okay, that that's kind of a hint. And a link to the chain's kind of a hint. To the top's kind of a hint because you have to go to the top. You have to go up there and kind of defend. As far as 0 to 100... I have no idea um, what it w- what it would be. Um, do you think there would be enough time to bank? I wonder if there would be enough time. No, because once those no that there might be enough time. What if everybody goes the, the first two guys go and get their moats and come back and they have to wait to bank until the other guys have come back or something like that uh, 100 is a number could be motes 30 normally is the bank limit but if you let one sacrifice you bank another 10 let another sacrifice you bank another 10 50 motes 2 totems okay once it's full can you bank any more? 4 phasing is the only thing that guarantees 100 motes I don't think they do challenges like that anymore. They don't do challenges where you beat the boss and then you find out you failed. You can, you basically failed during the fight. I don't think the challenge is going to involve you being like, well, we killed the boss. Cross your fingers, everybody. Oh, we failed. I don't think they're, 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 they're not doing that anymore. They want you to see challenge failed and then that's it. That's the end of it. Um, And then you start over. Rather than, oh, we killed the boss and then challenge failed pops up. I don't think they want to do that. Um, They only did that in phase one of Scourge. I, yeah, they did that in crown phase one. I didn't do any of the challenges in those. In I don't think I did. I don't remember doing challenges in those raids. So there have been... There have been raid challenges recently where you find out you fail after you beat the encounter. That's freaking lame. Um, Yeah, I mean, it could be that way then. Maybe it's an endurance challenge. Um, You'd have to... Well, no, if you two-phase him, that's 100 motes. Zero to 100 is an indication that you're going from zero to a hundred of something you're either going from zero to a hundred of there's zero plates destroyed and now a hundred percent of the plates have been destroyed that zero to 100 uh, which means you got to wait until he literally destroys every single thing and people already do that doesn't mean it couldn't be the challenge I mean the challenge for the third encounter is silly You literally just send somebody down early to protect and bank 10-10-10. A lot of times we were banking 10-10-10 anyway. Uh, One person has to bank 100 moats like the Gambit Triumph. Two-phase the boss. Wait, if you two-phase the boss, how are you going to bank 100 moats? You're going to have to go back each time. You'd have to get... You'd have to get 20 if you got 20 per side, that would be, that would still only be 80, you'd have to, you'd have to do, no, it wouldn't work, it can't be that, I don't know, we'll have to wait and see, we're spending too much time theorizing, we'll have to wait and see uh etc do you think Bungie shies away from challenges uh, that require the entire team to do something different first and third challenge don't change the fight basically the second required the whole team and one mess if it was over miss opportunity could have been five modes for everyone yeah I think that would have been great I think five modes for everyone would have been such a such, was such a good challenge for for the uh, for the third encounter, I would have loved that. That would have been it. been tough. It would have been a tough one, and you'd have really, really had to think through where you're standing and what you're doing, uh, as opposed to what we did. Was you like, again? Yeah, you literally sent one person all the way down. Um, I don't think a hundred's related to the moats at all. Yeah, I don't think it's related to the moats either. I think because of the theme of rebuilding is so intrinsic to the final fight. I think the final challenge is going to have to do with rebuilding. That's what I think. Gritter. Is it possible for Bungie uh, to add a weapon drop to Vex Offensive without adding it to the collections badge? Uh, would their triumphs in doing so interfere with the coding of the badge? No, I don't think so. No, because you could have it drop from the boss. It doesn't need to be... The, the, the Undying Mind can have his own personalized drop. It drops from him, not the chest. That would fix it. I mean, they, it, it wouldn't mess anything up. I mean, it, it, it's it's not a part of Ikora. It's not a part of the frames. It would literally just be a drop. I don't think there's, they're going to be able to do it, though. Um baby cane boy a little off topic uh where do you think anthem went wrong considering it was supposed to be a destiny killer and do you think it has similar feel to destiny uh i think that has nothing to do with this discussion Thraley, could you see the data 950 and 980 pit of heresy activities launching next week and the week after uh so we could potentially work on the xenophage catalyst at the end of the season yeah i could definitely see them saying hey um we need to, uh, we need to bring you know those those were data mines. So I don't like trusting data mines. Uh, we've been told to not trust data mines. So I, um, but I do think that would be a way to kind of, to kind of bring things home. I also think we really need an exotic. We need a we need a whisper outbreak perfected moment is what we need. We kind of need that right now, and it could be uh, as we as a lot of people have said, it could be Vex the class. You know. That, that could be could be the move. Um, Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, KYbo says, Do you think the new season will get a new playable area or just a refresh for Pinnacle stuff? We're not going to get any new areas for the seasons. As far as we know, um, the seasons are just new activities. Uh, well, I guess if Vex Offensive's leaving, the new activity would have to be somewhere. So the new activity could be in a version of the infinite forest and we're going to use ichor like vex gate to go there um i just i i, I yeah vex mythic class i mean just look at this thing just look at this gun guys uh this 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 gun could 100% uh, make a comeback this season 100% i mean look at that thing that 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 thing is that thing is beautiful that thing is beautiful um Open image in a new tab. There we go. I mean look at that thing. That is that is that is meant for that is meant for this season. It looks it literally looks like it's made of Vex parts. It's friggin' awesome. Um No Time to Explain. No, they're not gonna do that. I don't think so. Uh we literally got the kind of version of No Time to Explain in the Pulse Rifle from Vex Offensive, which is a reskin of the Trials of Osir- the, the Osiris I'm sorry, Curse of Osiris uh, weapon. So I, I would think the, the seasonal content, this is a good question because if they get rid of X offensive, is the new activity going to take us anywhere new? I happen to think the new activity is going to have something to do with the infinite forest. It could be like the verdant forest. It could be like the haunted forest. Uh, it could be like something like that. Um, would be, That would kind of be my prediction uh, of how they would do it. Because I'm always, again, anytime I look at the content in Destiny, right? Anytime I look at the content in Destiny, I'm always thinking, okay, are there ways to give us replayable... Loopable loot chase. Okay. I'm never thinking like we need new areas. We need new planets. We need new this. We need new that. I'm that's, that's why I'm a huge proponent of them uh, reusing content. Cause I'm like, ultimately that's all we're really doing. Most of the time anyway, is looping through content, looping through places and then getting loot drops. Um, obviously the cooler the areas, the more fun it is. Like I think the new dungeon is a really, really big uh, success, success story for content drops I just wonder what the engagement is with the dungeon um, it's definitely more accessible than the last dungeon and the puzzles and everything are not that significantly difficult so I'm, I'm actually really curious what the engagement has been with uh, with this dungeon uh, compared to the last we're likely going to get a small new area with the sundial from the vid dock could be the Ikora portal construction size yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I think it's going to be something with the Infinite Forest. Um, so, Infinite Forest to me was the worst horde mode type thing Bungie's ever made because of the game overall when it came out. The Haunted Forest and the other things like the EZ are much better. Yeah, I think Haunted Forest and Verdant Forest were great iterations on the Infinite Forest. I thought those was really, really good um, use of those of those spaces. Gritter would it have been acceptable if the undying mind dropped a weapon capable of destroying the oracles without the cannons dropped by the minotaurs. What are you talking about? Where do we go? Oh, oh, oh. A weapon to get rid of the oracles without the cannons dropped by the minotaurs. Yeah, that's not that big of a deal. I don't know if that's good enough. I like contextual power as much as the next person. This, this, this he's kind of doubling back to the conversation about um, vex offensive final assault. You could have definitely done something like that. I, I think contextual. This is, this is, this is a point that I made the other day. Is I think you could have three tiers of weapon. White and green are gone, and blue is is infusion fodder or leveling fodder. Blue doesn't matter, okay? Then you could have legendary, and then you could have contextual legendaries, and then you could have exotics. And then even within exotics, there's differences, right? There's exotics that are clearly made for PvP, and then there are exotics that are insanely strong for damage, and then there are exotics that are have specific roles to uh, to fulfill. And there that's a new concept in general with Ariana's Vow and the divinity and the Leviathan's breath. Those are, those are exotics that play a particular role. Um, but they're, they're not, they're not raw damage exotics. They're not raw DPS. They're just sort of, Hey, you know, it's here if you, uh, if you need it and if you want to use it for this particular role. Uh, so I think contextual legendaries have a place, I don't know if it would be a good idea to create a weapon with an intrinsic perk that's attached to an activity that's going away it's like hey it can destroy those crystals and you're like that's awesome and it's not gonna matter in a month um i don't know if that would have been uh the best the best move uh baby cane boy says what are your thoughts on xenophage I made a video about this already, uh, it hasn't hit YouTube yet, but I made it, well, when you hear this on YouTube, it probably already will already have hit, but I think that the Xenophage is going to land in a valley, um, and here's what I mean, machine guns right now, when you use machine guns, you use them for a particular utility and purpose, the best example I can use is the Crotophyte Master Nightmare Hunt you go in there with a solar machine gun and it is really, really helpful. The reason you're okay with doing that is because you're not going to use your weapon uh, for damage against the boss. It's kind of one of the, it's, it's similar to the reasoning that we use when we use the Wendigo. We're not using our heavy for boss damage, so we feel empowered to say, you know what, use Wendigo, the blinding grenades are really helpful. What you're doing when you're doing that is you're saying, my heavy slot now has a utility as opposed to power. I don't know what utility the Xenophage is going to do, okay? If you're like, oh, it does decent damage comparable to a grenade launcher, then you're just gonna run a grenade launcher, because then you can still run an exotic, right? You're just gonna run a spike grenade launcher. You're getting hit twice on the Xenophage. It's not... It is not a strong DPS-style weapon. It'll do It'll do reasonable damage, but... It's also not a strong utility weapon, and it's also an exotic. I think it's going to land in a valley where people are going to be like, I it doesn't. I don't really ever see a reason to use it because it's so limiting. It's just going to fall into a ditch. Instead of being like, oh, Xenophage is really, really amazing for damage if you use it correctly, or it's really, really good at this particular utility, and it's better than anything else at this utility. Outside of those two instances, I think it's just going to fall into a valley and people are going to be like, well, if you want to do damage, use a spike grenade launcher. It does about the same, and the spike grenade launcher is easier to use, and a spike grenade launcher is not a, not an exotic. And if you're like, oh, we really need utility in this fight, we really need some machine guns, you're going to use a legendary machine gun. You're not going to limit your loadout, especially in content that requires things like doesn't require, but Ariana's Vow and Izanagi's and Divinity land really, really well in modified endgame aspirational content because of the champions and because of the modifiers. And because of that, I think a lot of times you're going to look at Xenophage and be like, "Nah, eh, it's just not worth it. I don't see the point in bringing that along. It's not really going to add that much uh, to, to our loadout and our build. Because whenever I put on an exotic, okay, I know I'm going to limit my build. And if I know I'm going to limit my build, I really, really need to know why I'm going to limit my build. If I'm limiting my build with an exotic, let's say you use Izanagi's, there's no question you know what you're getting. You're getting an insanely great damage weapon. Whisper, Tractor Cannon, uh, Divinity, Ariana's Vow, you know, oh, I know what I'm getting. I'm getting XYZ. I'm getting this 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 benefit. I'm getting this thing uh, that, that helps out. And with Xenophage, I think it's a big question mark for a lot of people right now. I have no idea if and when I'll ever use this weapon. I, you know, is it gonna... I think it looks cool. I really like it. I do. I think it looks cool and I like the idea of This is something I've talked about a lot recently. I like the idea of weapons that have particular roles in the game. Um, freaking anarchy still eludes me. Uh, I like weapons that have a particular role in the game. Um, and so if this thing starts to show up and has a particular role in the game, I'm fine with that. I only really use my Ariana's Vow in 980 Nightmare Hunts. That's the only time I'm pulling my Ariana's Vow out, and I'm totally fine with that. Um, you know for ad clear i think the biggest problem that people forget when you're like oh use it for ad clear do you really need a legend an exotic heavy weapon for ad clear right so that that do you do you ever really struggle with ad clear in this game even at 980 content ad clear ain't that tough if you're using the right the right primary and you got your grenades and you're working together as a team um it absolutely shreds the boomer knights and the wizards Ag- again i don't know here's what might happen then let's let's say that the hard version of the dungeon is real and it launches and it lands and xenophage gets this buff this 50% damage buff okay i could see the xenophage suddenly mattering a lot in that content if 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 what, if what Eugene is saying is true and that's actually a, a, a utility that is, is measurable, like, oh, I'm gonna get through this content a lot easier, I think that would be really, really good. Um, I just rarely need to do I, I almost never need to do a uh, an, any ad clearing with a heavy, you know? Gritter, if I Coruscate is used next season for another Vex activity, could that be a strong sign that we may face Coria uh, Blade Transform to take in mine at the end of year three, perhaps in the next raid? My favorite thing about Korea or Korea or whatever, you're supposed to say your name Korea. I think. I say Coria because Korea is literally a country. Um, well, north and south. Anyway, I think people are con- this is like when those cults Those cultists get together and they're like, the end of the world is going to be next month on Friday. And you're like, cool, thanks, crazy people. And then the end of the world doesn't happen. And they're like, okay, wait, we made our calculations wrong. Uh, We didn't consider the Mayan calendar needed to be converted. It's going to be next month on Tuesday. And you're like, okay, thanks, crazy people. And then the world doesn't end. The people that really want Korea to show up in the game are kind of like those crazy cultists. You guys keep thinking and insisting. She's coming. She's going to be in this encounter. She's going to be in the mission where we went to get the bad juju. No, she's not. She's going to be in the next raid. No, she's not. She's going to be here. No, she's not. Like, this is, I think, I think we've had the prediction that she's coming back like three or four times. Uh so you guys are becoming the crazy cultists that just keep pushing the bu- just keep pushing the fence post down you're like well maybe next time <laughs> maybe next time maybe next time listen i think the most predictable person that will have a presence in this game as an antagonist beyond right now is Savathûn okay Savathûn is everywhere okay i don't know when she's coming back but i think when Savathûn does come back I think she's coming with the Dreadnought. I think we know the Dreadnought is coming back. We know that's happening at some point. And I think Savathun is way more likely to show up uh, because, of, um, because of how much she's mentioned. Uh, there was a line the other day, I forget what we were doing, but man, oh man man, it was like, it was clear. It was super clear that Savathun is, 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 is on the way. She's, she's going to be a, she's going to be a major player very, very soon. They never mentioned this chick, this Coria chick. They never fricking mention her. Anywhere now you can go to lore cards and stuff and find stuff about her, but the dialogue in the game and the narrative elements of the game and never mention her. Savathun is freaking everywhere, all the t- she's constantly everywhere. I forget what we were doing. We were doing something the other day, and I was like, "Did you guys freaking just hear that line about Savathun?" I think I think she has uh, a whole lot more uh, coming than more likely to be on the way than anybody else. Um me 47 does it concern you that our community manager tweeted he was surprised people complained about one-eyed mask sorry if have two off topic seems like a huge red flag to be so out of touch with the community as a community manager wait 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 who tweeted this or did you misread a tweet i saw dylan tweet he was surprised this was like the first time he saw people celebrating nerfs that's what i saw he, I, he was talking, in this, and this might be different tweets, but the tweet that I saw, he was speaking in regards to, like, in his history in gaming and this environment, this is the first time he ever saw nerfs being celebrated. Did you completely misread his tweet, or am I? Am I are you talking about a completely different tweet? Because I don't know what you're referencing. I would need the actual complete quote here or a link to the tweet so I can read it in context. Um... And who said it? Was it Dylan, Deej, or Cosmo? Which community manager was it? Uh, can anybody in chat help? Uh, I got the same thing from the tweet. Surprised by nerfs being celebrated. Yeah, that I saw that tweet, and that's how I read it. He may be referring to a, a different tweet. I don't know if Me47 is still here. They may be trying to drum up uh, the tweet. But I saw that one from Dylan, and I've not seen anything else. Uh, it's possible... Uh, this was a, this was a misread on your part. I, I think in general, the community has said one eyed mask wasn't enough. They didn't do enough to it and recluse will still be God tier on PC. Um, and it's going to be really, really hard to use. Maybe I took it differently, but I'm not surprised at all. This particular nerve was celebrated. And yes, that is the tweet. Oh, then you just hundred percent misread it. You, you completely misread his tweet. We need to read it now in context. So this, this podcast has the actual tweet um, in uh, in its entirety? Uh, bu, 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 bu. Scrolling down here, I like this. Now that the dust is settled. I can say without a doubt, I've never seen this much of the community so ridiculously happy over nerfs. Five years in, and you still find ways to amaze me. So you just one hundred percent misread this. You miss you misread his tweet. Um, he he was saying that uh, the community the community surprised him. Uh, I'm trying to get it on screen. Uh, I can't. It, keep, it keeps trying to grab Frank. It keeps grabbing it. Screw it. I'm just gonna close it. Yeah, I think you just misread it. He was basically saying like we typically see lots of complaining about nerves, and this time people were like, "Yay, finally!" Thank you. Um, he's saying, "Yeah, this is a, this is a good thing." So. This is going to be a slightly shorter Q&A, but that's fine. We did a pretty long one after the uh, i think more people were were fired up and passionate about the vex offensive final assault discussion than the raid challenge so that's going to do it for this second q a session if you're here live and you've enjoyed the interactive podcast style of my stream please remember to be following the stream and turning on notifications i'm not turning the stream off i am continuing to stream so don't go anywhere if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no rage.com as always please like share and subscribe